And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mare Bear. What up, everybody? And this week we are continuing through Season 9 of The Office with Episodes 11 and 12, Suit Warehouse and Customer Loyalty. Trudging right along. <laughs> Trudging through is, three feet of snow. <laughs> it's brutal, boss. Um, so, before we jump into this week's episode, Mare Bear... Uh, anybody who missed last week's show, tell them what they missed. Sure, guys. Let me take you back to the only highlight of season <laughs> nine thus far, yeah. Dwight Christmas, where they do a traditional Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas for Dwight's uh, <laughs> heritage, essentially. Yes, he dresses up as Belschnigel. Uh, we find out that Jim has to leave for an investor's meeting early or some shit like that. And to Dwight's to... feelings are hurt. He is. Um, so <laughs> we find out the entire, like... Background of Belschnickel. <clears throat> Belschnickel is nice. Cheer <laughs> Belschnickel is here. He's so nice. He beats Jim with a bunch of sticks. He beats Oscar with a bunch of sticks. Because mm-hmm. they say he was um, impish, not admirable. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> Angela, as we recall, figured out that Oscar was the one who was having an affair with her husband. It wasn't a girl. And she puts a hit out on him. Mm-hmm. She wants him murdered. Wait, this was the Christmas episode? Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, being... fuck. No, guys. Sorry. My notes are all fucked up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, wait a I second. I saw Trevor runs away. I was yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah. No, guys. Sorry. I fucked up. That's my bad. No, it's um, just Dwight It does... actually wasn't that interesting. Yeah. twelve. Dwight serves pork stomach. Jim comes mm-hmm. back to make Pam happy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But it was a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, and Nellie and Toby oh, yeah. make out. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Like sloppy. Yeah. And then um, episode 10 was Lice. And uh, basically, Pam is overwhelmed because Jim's in Philly and it's a lot harder than she thought it was. Cece gets lice from daycare. She thought she was up all night handling it, but uh, turns out she didn't handle it correctly and she brought lice into the office. So then everybody blames Meredith for it because she's like the dirty crotch rocket. Because she treats her body like an outhouse. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then Meredith shaves her head says that these little guys must have migrated from down south. Um, meanwhile, we figure out, basically, um, Jim is, like, having the time of his life. What was the famous basketball star? He was oh, Dr. With? J. Julius yeah, Irving, that one. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, oh, Pam, I have this so such an important meeting. Mm-hmm. And like, Technically, having, it is important. It is, but he's yeah. having, like, the time of his life, and yeah. she's trying to, like, downplay how stressed out she is to yeah. make him... Because she's like, he's so stressed out, and he's like... But she's doing the, smoothies. She's doing shit. the same thing though, because like everything's yeah. falling apart for her, but she's pretending like it's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both doing it. Yeah. But um, and so then it ends with Meredith and Pam. Well, everybody finds out that Pam is the one who brought the lice in mm-hmm. because uh, her mom calls. Her on mom speaker, calls yeah. her. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, Plop and Aaron. I guess oh, Aaron's dude. attracted to him. We're gonna be now. talking about that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, but then Meredith and Pam go out. As single mothers, essentially, yeah. and have a beer together. At the bog. And that's how it ends. Okay, this this season sucks, guys. I'm not going to cut <laughs> corners here. Like, White <laughs> Christmas, again, was the highlight. Me and, so me and Mary Bear shared a delicious dinner tonight, <laughs> and we were talking about it. It's just, this is, like, inexcusably bad it this was, season. It, it's 
Listen, guys. For what I preceded love the it? Yeah, for what preceded it? Like, I am very, very mad that I have to do this. Yeah. And that we're trying to cr- get it in. We're just we want to get it over with. You know? Well, the worst part is like we were saying to our mother, like, oh well, we're recording these episodes tonight. And she goes, why is it always the bad shows that get so many seasons? And I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 hey. Yeah. It was a great show until this season. And then a nice family dinner turned very aggressive. <laughs> So, uh, we'll get into this one. This is episode 11, Suit Warehouse. And the cold open, uh, David Wallace notifies Dwight that Stone and Son Suit Warehouse is available for uh, to go poach. Uh, Dwight does a talking head about how him and Jim sold the family businesses mm-hmm. by posing as brothers. Uh, the Shrupert brothers. The Shrupert. And it has them in costumes like going to a construction site dressed like in flannel dressed and jeans. Al, yeah, just with basically wor- with, as Al Borland. Yeah, and then uh, there's like as bikers. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> Where they actually look like space balls. Yes. You know? <laughs> but uh, Dwight wants him to join in, but Jim's busy in Philly. So, and then like Jim, Jim gives him like a math riddle because Jim's like, if you, or Dwight's like, oh, if you drive this fast, you can be here and so Yeah. On. And he hangs up and Dwight's like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. That's the cold open. Uh, we open up the regular show here with Daryl dressed up for an interview. And he's going down to Philly for it for Jim's athlete. Mm-hmm. Athlete. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bad one. So Pam tags along because she wants to see Jim because, hey, Andy's not here. There's no boss. You know, it's just inmates running the asylum. Which I'm going to get into because so far this season, aside from like him being on the boat and Aaron every once in a while, they don't really mention Andy. No. But by mentioning mentioning him explicitly in this episode, they bring to light the fact that he's not there. And I'm going to talk about it at the end of this episode, how this season comes across with that shit. Um, she tells Aaron to cover a shipment of pins that's coming in. And Aaron's, like, all confused. Like, what does that mean? How do I do this? What? I wasn't prepared for this. She can't sign for a box of pins, apparently. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. So, last episode in Lice, like she, she was the fucking, like, project yeah. manager of, like, listen, I've dealt with this. This is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Like... And she was, like, super serious about everything. In control. A competent fucking person. Yeah. And then now she's like, oh, how do I sign for pen? Like Pins, she do- Pam. Like, like she doesn't get packages at the front desk anytime. You know do what I mean? put them away? Do I not? What's, what's, what's my responsibility the here? The writing of the season is so half-assed. <sighs> it's so half-assed. Um, I hate her character. Clark comes back dressed like fucking Bon Jovi. With like a scarf around his neck and everything. Uh, he's back from his trip with Jan. And everyone's like asking him how it was. And he does a talking head where he says it was like making love to a wild animal. But not like a cougar, like you think. More like a swarm of bees who He's find something wrong with every hotel room. <laughs> I did like that. No, I did enjoy so, that. So Meredith has a long black wig on now at this point, from, you know, post lice, <laughs> and she says, like my mom says, talk classy, act nasty. <laughs> and, um, so I guess Jan gave them an espresso espresso machine. Yes. For the office, it's like a gift to everyone, and everybody's like all excited, like they all get all animated about it. Uh, we see Dwight goes back to Clark in the annex and asks him to pretend to be his son on a sales call. call. Mm-hmm. And Clark's basically only doing it because he wants to be a salesman. He's like, well, if <laughs> I keep doing this, there. he's like, I nailed Jan and got you that sale. If I do this, like, eventually I'll be a salesman. Yeah. Uh, so we see Aaron uh, walks in to the kitchen where everybody's like assembled now, putting this espresso maker together. And Plop is like, oh, hey, what's going on? And she blows him off and gets the... Espresso runs out, and she does a talking head where she says she's all stressed about the pens and shit, but she's also intimating guilt. She she says, oh, like, I don't want to mess up the pens for somebody and ruin their trust, you know, the pens. 
She's talking about Andy. I fucking yep. hate her. The storyline is garbage. Oh my! <laughs> it's death. They so, literally murdered this character by giving her such stupid. Well, like, it's just like you said. Lines. It's the ebb and flow. Yeah. Where like one week she's like a totally different character. Like and that's what I mean. That's like, why I say with the writing on the show is just like, it's a crime. What yeah. has been going on since the beginning of season? Like nine. they they actually murdered her character because if you remember back. When she just started dating Andy, when Michael was still there, he took her out for Boss's Day. Mm-hmm. She was, like, playing up the whole, like, oh, I'm a, I'm an orphan. Like, I'm hiding in my hair. My mm-hmm. hair was my room. Like, she had a naivete. A naivete. Naivete. Naivete to her that was endearing. Yeah. That made people, like, want to root She was an her. underdog. Yeah. And now she's a fucking idiot well, one day. Some and would then say that... she's gonna, like, cure cancer the next day. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's rough. It, it's, oh, this... Rewatching it, like I never, like I never. These are was... all new to me, by the way. I, like, <gasps> the, like I know you're like a diehard who's seen all of these yes. before. Like I, I still have to point out, I think that this is these are all brand new to me. Like these are all brand. Like I've never Kevin's seen these never before. Seen any of and these. it's just hitting me, like because like I may come across as like a harsh critic sometimes of the show, mm-hmm. but seriously, like seasons two through seven are cool. Even parts of season eight are pretty enjoyable. Oh my god! Especially yeah. the stuff with California. This is. Listen, this is rough. This is bad television. As somebody who has rewatched this episode like more times than I'd like more to admit, more times than a per- person should. <laughs> yeah, the series, I should say, not this episode. The mm-hmm. series, I, I kind of was like whatever with Aaron. Like I knew she wasn't a, the strongest or my favorite character. She added watching something. Watching it like this has actually made me hate her. <laughs> Like, I, I hate, hate her. her character. I don't hate her as I much as Andy. Andy's character. I hate Andy, yeah. I despise I, him with the... Plop is, like, a nothing. He's a piece of cardboard Plop, yeah, in the Plop, background. Plop is just a prop, honestly. Oh, it, God. Okay. So, Pam and Daryl are in his car, and he's worried about the interview or whatever, mm-hmm. and Pam tries to come down by saying, like, Jim's a dork. He's basically Gumby with hair. Yeah, I like, it's just, like that. It's just going to be an office full of Jim's. Like, there's nothing to be worried about. Yeah. Uh, it's Dwight... a little startup. Yeah, and whatever. So Dwight and Clark are with the old man at the suit store, the stone of Stone and Sons, I guess yeah. we'll say. And, um, you know, I, I recognize the guy. I was too lazy to look him up. Do you know what I think I actually remember remember him from? When I was 10 years old, Disney Channel came out with a movie called Under Wraps at, Hall- at Halloween time yes. with a mummy. Is that the guy? I'm almost He's like positive. the old man. I'm almost positive. Let me... I'm going to pull it up really, It should also really be quickly. noticed that the, the mummy in said movie was played by Dauber from Coach. Or Ed as, Lauder. Oh, is that his name? That's him, though, right? Yes. He was in Under Wraps. Ah, there he is. Okay. Yep. So, so, 10-year-old me, like, marked out. I was like, oh, my God, the movie with, yep. with Patrick the Star as the mummy. Got it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, they're talking to him, and Dwight, or Clark, Dwight and Clark are trying to... Uh, endear themselves like oh you're a family like we're father son team Mm -hmm. and they talk about hunting because the old man likes hunting and Clark talks about how Dwight snuck up on a deer and cut its head off with a saw yeah he just sawed that deer's head off um, sick back at the office everyone is like starting to get geeked up on caffeine and Oscar says they should try all 16 uh, espresso how else will they know what's our order and then he yells yellow Oh, that was cringy. Yeah. They all agreed to drink the different types, and they put their hands in for mm-hmm. like a like a t- like a basketball team. Yeah, and, uh, Angela, Angela refuses to do it, so they all move over to her. She puts a napkin down. She's like <laughs> Niles Crane, and she puts her hand in. And then as they break, Phyllis goes, "What happened to my ring?" Yeah. And Creed just goes, "I'm sure it'll turn up." <laughs> I'm actually like enjoying the ensemble um, storyline. This storyline is 
garbage uh, um, in the it's... end. It's funny. It has its moments. In the end, I hate it. Oh, yeah. It and we'll get there. Shark. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, it does. So, um... Pam and Daryl arrive, and she's, like, impressed by this place. Mm-hmm. It's not what she was expecting. She was no. expecting, like, literally a garage. Yeah, like... Like, uh, like, like a Steve Jobs in the table. 70s. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, you know, it, it's a brick it's wall. Exposed, exposed brick. Oh, God. People at their desk. It's people so moving around like it's the fucking West Wing. They all have Bluetooth. Yeah, in. it's, like, the West Wing. And these people all look like the douches who walk into a house and go, hmm, open concept. You know what I mean? They look like the uh, douches from Wolf of Wall Street. Or, I still haven't um, seen that. Or, the, oh, what's the one Matthew McConaughey? I think that's what it is. No, no, he from. wasn't in that. He was in Dallas Buyers. No, it wasn't Dallas Buyers. No, it was <laughs> it definitely Dallas wasn't Dallas Buyers. Oh, I know what one you're thinking of, though. But he's um, like, mm. Yeah, um. Mm. The, the Lincoln lawyer? Mm. Why are that's, you hitting yourself? Not, that's what he does no. in the movie. Like, he bangs on his okay. chest. He's like, those are rookie numbers. You gotta pump those new numbers up. I don't, I don't Guys, know. Guys, if you know what movie it is, please... Tweet us. The only thing I know about McConaughey is he wears orange suits on the sidelines at Texas football games. He's him and Undertaker hang out. He's a Tennessee guy. No, oh my God, he'd kill you. No, he's from Kilgore, Texas. Oh, no. I thought he was Tennessee. Maybe I was just thinking the orange. Was there a Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee Volunteers are orange. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah we could talk about college football with. all day. No, we got to get <laughs> so, back through so, these episodes. Yeah, because I want to get them over with. Um, <laughs> yeah, they arrive, and she's all impressed in that. And Jim's like so happy to see her and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my God, Jim and Pam. Surprise! We're back to Jim and Pam. Uh, Dwight finds out the father is displeased with his son. Mm-hmm. And so then he turns on Clark. Who's out at his car getting something. Yeah. And then he comes back and he still thinks they're trying to yeah. impress the guy. So then Dwight's like, we hate well, each like, other now. He's like, hey, Dad, I missed you even though I was only gone for three <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah. And Dwight's just like, what were you doing? Loitering like a hoodlum and smoking a doobie? <laughs> like, <laughs> so then he like leans in and he's like, we hate each other now. Yeah. So, uh, Pim, Jim, Pim, Pam, Jim, and Daryl um, are together and they find out that Jim, I, we find out that Jim hasn't gotten a paycheck yet. Mm-hmm. Which seems like a nice little thing, detail to add in yeah. there. Because that's when Daryl's like, ooh, Facebook energy, this place is impressive, I love yeah. it. Jim's like, ah, I haven't really gotten a paycheck yet, so it's not, you know, that big it's yet. It's not that great. And they go in for the interview. Um, pins arrive now, and Aaron is caffeinated and doesn't know what to do. She's like putting them on the shelf. Or is this the part? Mm-hmm. She's like putting them on the shelf, taking them off, and plops there, and she like... He's like, oh, somebody's going to think you're the office administrator if you could do that. Oh, no, no, that's coming up later. Um, I know that part's coming up. I don't know. I just wrote this down. I don't know what happened. Uh, Pins uh, arrive. Uh, Obviously, it's not important. I just know I noted that Kevin was lifting Angela like she was that's the next a scene. dumbbell. Yes. Because <laughs> everyone is still in the kitchen, and they're getting geeked up, and mm-hmm. Kevin starts lifting Angela up, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like panicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight and Clark continue to fight. Dwight claims that he his last girlfriend was a transvestite with a massive Adam's apple. Oh my God. And Clark says that his dad got drunk and killed a <laughs> bunch of kids on prom night. And then, like, Dwight's... He's like, oh, what about the treats that you used to take from the kitty litter? Yeah, Dwight starts doing this thing about how he followed the cat around with his hands open, hoping to catch more treats. Uh, and, like, doing, like, an Oliver twist. Can I have more? It's weird shit, man. And that's when the son arrives and he's like, Oh, what's going on here? And Dwight says, Oh, that's a cat turd collector if I ever saw one. <laughs> um, Daryl's interview now, he makes... So they say the word mandate. And Daryl's like, mandate. Reminds me of like two guys on a date. Uh, but I have a gay friend, Oscar. <laughs> like he, <laughs> Then he tries like digging out of it and everything. Uh, and awkward. he's like off of his game. And he's looking around. And he sees like these quote-unquote professional <laughs> people. And he's like, you know, I don't, I'm wasting your time. I'm not... Like, I, I don't have don't the qualifications here. here. Yeah. 
And that's when they're like, no, Daryl, like I'm a new, I was a newspaper editor. The one was a science teacher. One worked at Home Shopping Network. One was a volleyball coach. Yeah. And the guy, one guy's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm the only one who could do anything here. Yeah. And he just starts over again and he's like charming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got it. Uh, back at the office, Stanley is a ray of sunshine at 2 p.m., <laughs> which is his so usual. This is what 2 p.m. looks like. This was about here. the time where he went, the power of the triangle <laughs> in last season. Yes. Um, this is when Plop now comes in and says, because she's putting the pins up, oh, you look like the new office admin. And Aaron starts panicking, and Kevin flies by on a chair. He's scooting around on an office chair, like in a fighter jet, mm-hmm. shooting up guns. He's like, I'm telling Pam, I'm telling Pam. And then Aaron freaks out and starts taking the pins off the shelf and putting them away, and like, I can't do this, and I... fuck it. Fuck it. Is Pete the only one not drinking the caffeine? Apparently. That's what it seems like. I fucking Because he's like cool as a cucumber stuff. and him. So uh, the receptionist at this place, uh, Athelide, tells Pam... Um, that's a bummer. He works part-time in Scranton. We'd love to have you guys. Can't wait for you guys to move here. Yeah. And Pam's just like, well, I think he works in part-time here and lives in Scranton. And she has like this what-the-fuck face on Yeah, like, she's like, what do you mean when we move yeah. here? So, son, oh, the son, yeah. yeah, the son is now uh, with Dwight and Clark. And <laughs> I love how the dad's like, oh, I'm just here for the human contact. Yeah, I don't really run the business anymore. Because like Dwight's talking shit on sons. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, Clark just starts making the sale. He's just like, well, here's some paper and yeah. know, whatever. Uh, Daryl aces the interview. Yep. And it's, you know, he pretty much <laughs> seems like he got it. He's like, I think us working together would be like a Kevin Durant jump shot. And he grabs a basketball, shoots it up at a basketball hoop in the room. It hits the rim, smashes into a light, which falls into a fish tank. He kills all the fish. Electrocutes them all. Yeah, and everybody's just like... <gasps> <laughs> it's one of those moments. The poor fish. Yeah. They're all just And they're floating. all floating. Yeah, they float to the top. <laughs> So Pam tries comforting him out in the reception area. She's like, well, why did they put a basketball hoop next to a fish tank? Who does that? Yeah. And like, she goes off on this anti-Philadelphia screed. What's so which cool about Everybody acts like it's New York or London. And it's like, I think we went off on this a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think we did. Because like, Philadelphia <laughs> fucking sucks. Like, and they do act in the show like Philadelphia is a big deal. Like, no. People who go to Philadelphia become cranky, cantankerous assholes, and the ones who live there are already cranky, cantankerous assholes. Like, uh, unlike it's a horrible the people place. who live in Scranton, <laughs> no, they're, they're just cranky. They're not cantankerous. <laughs> but yeah, northeasterners as a rule. The further west you go, yeah. until you get to about Nevada, yeah, people get nicer and nicer. Yeah, as they you go. do. Because once you hit like the Mormons out in the Rocky Mountains, like, oh my God, they're oh, so yeah. kind, sweetest people. Yeah. So um, anyway, Pam, like Pam's comforting him and like. He's, like, buying in. He's like, yeah, I miss Jada. Like, I don't want to live in Philly, you know. Yeah. And then Jim tells him he got the job, and Daryl turns it around. And Pam is, visu- Pam is visibly, like, upset. Like, she seems, like, distressed. But she's like, oh, my God, we're going to lose Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, that's how she plays it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the office workers are now sweating profusely. Oh, my God. And trying disgusting. to open windows. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Clark convinces Dwight to buy suits. Uh, they get, like, Italian silk and Yeah. Stuff. And they look like reservoir dogs or something. Yeah, they definitely do. So everyone now. Mr. Mustard or Mr. Beat and Mr. Creepy. You like that movie? My husband loves it. Maybe we'll cover it. That's one of his favorite movies. I actually. never knew that about Scotty. (laughs) For Christmas one year, um, I got him a shot glass set. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and it has all the different Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange. 
on uh, shot glasses. So this happens now, where everybody is so caffeinated, they decide to move the copier to the annex like they always wanted to. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) anyway, so they start moving it and they rip up the carpet. And Oscar's like, hardwood, I knew this was here. But Oscar discovered the hardwood. He discovered it when Dwight shot off his gun. Yes. Okay. So then they're all like, oh, God, this carpet, you know. Uh, Daryl is in pa- and Pam are in the car and he's all jacked up singing mm-hmm. a song. Pam looks like, uh, I'm gloomy Gus. Uh, the office workers are now ripping up the carpet and at five o'clock they're like, time to leave. And they get into a traffic jam in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, Dwight and Clark leave with suits and a sale. And it turns out the cat turd story was all Dwight's. <laughs> it was from his youth. Weird shit, man. Yeah. Uh, Daryl and Pam get back to the office. They walk in. It's all destroyed. Just like, Shit has moved all around. The desk the wood, are everywhere. Yeah, the, the floor is exposed. Carpet's everywhere. And Aaron's like storming out. And Pam's like, what happened? The pins happened, Pam. You put me in charge for the pins and this happened. And that's the end of the episode. I gave this one a 2.4. As did I, actually. Okay. There was only two times in this episode that I could say were funny. One was Daryl's jump shot. <laughs> yeah. And the other was probably... Um, Clark and Clark Dwight. and Dwight, like initially, yeah, because that one, that one kind of got put the cold in the ground open too. was good for me too. It was all right, I but like it. It just like the sight gag of him and Jim like going on sales calls in the yeah. costumes. It, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, like otherwise, like I want you to go off, go off, just say what you want to say. I know you got stuff to say. Listen, the espresso storyline was great until they like went over the edge. I they, hated it. Like, I feel like all of these storylines had such good... Potential? Potential, and they literally jumped the shark on every fucking one of them. Okay, how And they... I don't know how that's even possible with one episode with three different storylines that you can fuck every single one of them well, up I wouldn't the say Well, th- I wouldn't say they... F- okay, they didn't fuck them up, but they, they no, went too far. No, 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 they fucked, they fucked some of them up, yeah. They went too far. I don't think like, they f- fucked up Dwight and Clark. No, I think that, that one was just right. That one was just like... Uh, there was too many scenes of like... Them like bickering with the yes, old man, yeah. Yes, there was too many... If you just cut one of those out... Mm-hmm. I and think then the sun arrives perfect. and then they recalibrate or something yes, like that. that would have been perfect. Yeah. Um... I, actually, I didn't mind the uh, the Daryl storyline. No, Daryl was funny and like the but Pam stuff. Like, it's like, just Pam looking bitchy all episode. No, but Pam, like that's okay. So here's my struggle with Pam. This is, is a like, marriage based on bad communication. It's, it's a comedy <laughs> show, but it's showing the it's real. But it's showing a realistic picture of a marriage that's going through changes. Yeah. So like, I can't totally hate on it. Because if my husband came home and was like, hey, I want to invest all of our savings, or almost all of our savings, into this startup with my college buddies, and Uh, I'm going to move... I feel like this could happen. And I'm going to (laughs) move to Philadelphia for half the week and leave you with the two That's the deal breaker, believe it or not. Yeah. That's what I mean. Who wants to go to Philly? (laughs) Go birds. But... (laughs) But, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a realistic uh, representation of, like, what would happen to an actual marriage mm-hmm. should that happen. But uh, it's also I, a comedy show. Thank but you. we've also been following this couple yeah. since the very beginning. So it's like, part of me is like, I understand where they're going with it, yeah. but it's also dragging down the rest of the oh, episode. Yeah. I, the, and so like, it's like a difficult balance that they haven't found this yeah, season. I they're always, trying to. I tend to usually give the show a pass when they go serious sometimes Mm -hmm. because it is a show based on a documentary of real people. Yes. So yeah, there are going to be moments like that. Yeah. However, this is turning into like, this is us or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like with Jim and Pam. Yeah. It's like a little too dramatic. A little too, like last week when he, 
Oh no, it's the never yeah. mind. I think it's the yeah, episode yeah. coming up, um, which I was we will the same thing. Yeah, which we will deep dive yeah. and talk about. But um, oh, I remembered. I said earlier about Andy. I wanted to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode brought it to light because they brought up Andy that he's not there. Yes, as if the actors themselves are mailing it in this season. I'm not talking about like the them as office workers, like the people. Yeah, I'm talking about the actual actors. Like Ed Helms is just like, yeah, I'm gonna do a movie and skip half the season. And like Clark it's been took more than half. I feel like it's well, yeah, that was like episode four or something. right? Yeah, like it was early on. Yeah, and we're on what eleven now. So, but like he just pieces yeah. out. Clark missed like five episodes. Yeah, like, and this is the only season. Yeah, this in. is the only just showed up, and it's just like Jim is. I wonder like, if he was doing hot tub time machine. Oh, I you know that's well. Daryl's in that. Yeah, too, he though. is too. Yeah, huh. but like. Jim is, the character is, like, out half the, like, he's not mm-hmm. interacting with everybody. Like, it feels like everyone is half-assing this season. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, this is the last one, whatever. And the show is suffering so bad. Not that I miss Andy or anything like that. No. But I'm just saying it sends the message that, like, if these actors can't bother can't to be on. Can't show up. Yeah, yeah. Like, has Wallace even made an appearance this season? I don't think he, that was at the end of season eight when he put Andy in charge, right? Yeah. Because that's when we saw Robert like we haven't, Yeah, we haven't even seen David Wallace. Like, we get him on the phone a few times, yeah. and that's it. Like, everybody... It just seems like they're half-assing everything about it. Yeah. And it sucks. Because I always loved when David Wallace came into the office. Yeah, because he was a straight man. Yeah. Especially in an episode like this where he everybody's, like, insane. Off. Like, if he showed up yeah. while they were, like, tearing up the carpet, <laughs> he's just funny. like, what the fuck? But, yeah, so... It was bad. <laughs> what's what's yeah. next again? Uh, next is Customer Loyalty, episode 12. Okay, before we get there, why don't you tell everybody where they can uh, Sure, find guys. Us. You can find us at on Twitter, at Brosis Podcast. Hit us up there. We like to uh, you know share our favorite screen grabs from the episodes uh, that make us laugh. It's usually the small spots that make us laugh this season. But um, we also... You know, interact. We share what episodes we're going to be covering on the podcast. Kevin's always very active. I like to with talk about stuff, and music, sports and, and music. sports and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also email us your feedback at brother sister rewatch at gmail dot com. Kevin, why don't you tell us where tell they us. can tell them, tell them where we can where they can tell, find tell us. Tell the people podcast. who are, tell the people whose ears we are in right now. Yes, that you wherever you listen to us right now, or if you want to, you can find us on uh, Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. Uh, you can also find us each and every Monday on the Ginny Position podcast feed. Uh, you'll find us as well as other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talking Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. Mm-hmm. Subscribe today, and uh, that'll bring us up to uh, episode 12 of season 9, Customer Loyalty. <sighs> All right, guys. Go ahead and enjoy, enjoy this one. You ready, guys? So, guys, the cold open. Um, Dwight is complaining about how many old accountant, like uh, uh, old folders of old accounts there are. Mm-hmm. But then he finds a letter from Robert Dunder, basically saying that he has the Holy Grail and has hidden it. So then, of course, um, Pam calls Jim while all of this is happening. She's like, did you write uh, like something about the Holy Grail? And he's like, oh, my God, the Dunder Code. <laughs> and then we find out that he wrote it years ago when the Da Vinci Code was big. And it's basically a scavenger hunt around the office. It should also be noted that they showed archival footage of young Jim, like, from years yes. ago. Putting, and it's basically current Jim, because he's, like, all muscular yeah. now. He's not, like, skinny, he's like, season like, two. He's got, like, a bad, shaggy wig yeah. on. He's not, like, season two Jim. It's, like, obviously, like, <laughs> the action star John Krasinski doing yeah. this. <laughs> but, um... 
He's like, then Dwight's following all the clues, and it's like... People start joining in. Yeah, because, like, there's an X. So then they go to the annex, and then it's, like, a royal flush, or, like, it's something about um, the seat that enters. It's something written in Latin. Then he finds a royal flush in the seat cushions of the couch. They go to the fucking... The toilet, bathroom, yeah. and then there's a forklift toy in there, and they go the warehouse, and we see everybody in the warehouse searching through all the boxes, and Pam's like, "Did you actually have a Grail?" And Jim's like, "I I don't I don't remember, I don't remember if there was one in there." And so as they're searching in the warehouse, Dwight's like, "No man, there's nothing down here. Like <clears throat> let's just give it up." And Jim's like, "I'm so disappointed in young Jim." And then we see Glenn in the office dumping his dunking his donut <laughs> into like a, a golden chalice. Yeah. <laughs> it should also be noticed here that Meredith's wig of the week yes. is like this curly Harpo Marx oh wig. It's, her wigs are fucking fantastic. It's, it's, it's money. I, and I love that they're having that consistency. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she shaved her head, so we're gonna play with these wigs. <laughs> Um, so, guys, that was a cold open yeah. best of that was the good. season. Yeah, that was really good. I like, liked that one a lot. And that's probably the best part of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is... So and we're being completely you know what? honest. For some reason, I'm looking at my score here, and I don't think it's going to sync up with yours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, let's go. Keep All right, guys. So, first we see Nellie, Aaron, and Plop. And I put Ploop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are the youth... The social media team, essentially. Yeah. So Nellie <clears throat> assembled this task force to get their social media presence up and running. So Aaron and Plop are explaining how they created a bunch of fake profiles, which are basically just Pete with and sunglasses. sunglasses yeah. And he liked Dunder Mifflin's page in hopes that... Uh, and then they created a bunch of his friends who liked all of his likes, mm-hmm. and they're hoping to get the ball running. But right now, they're only popular with fake people. <laughs> um, and Nellie is so happy. She teamed up. Um, with Aaron, but we can see like Aaron super into Pete, and I think that's when Nellie notices it as well. She does this earlier? No, that's later. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's definitely later. I, I see when it comes. So then we're down in Philly, and Jim has a big lunch meeting, um, and he's like, "Oh, but it's got to be on the early side because I got to go back up to Scranton for that thing," mm-hmm. which we find out is Cece's dance recital. PP Halpert, <laughs> who has grown astronomically in th- in like was it two years? Yeah, she's like three now. Because she was born in the middle of season six, right? Five. I no, five, she was pregnant. Six. No, because their wedding is they like... They found out they were pregnant at the end She was of born five. at the easy, end of season six, I Yeah. Think. So it's only been like two years and this girl's like the baby well, and no, honey, like I blew three. up the kid. She's no, like, she's like three years old. She because if you big. remember, she they already had another kid. They Philip, so that's a he's at least six. Know, this child old. looked large compared to one that was born at the, in that time frame. But. Yeah, but if we if we remember, we have a cousin that has a very large four year old. People <laughs> and, think he's like a, seven years old, and, and he's a four. one year a one year old who's wearing five T. <laughs> the obesity epidemic is very real in America. Holy shit, you went there. <laughs> okay, uh, I wasn't gonna go. So there. anyway, um. Then we see Dwight at the office. He's making fun of Jim's company. Mm. And then he finds out that Daryl works there. Because, like, Daryl has a gym bag that says athlete on it. Yep. And Daryl's like, yeah, but I'm working there part-time on the weekends. So now Dwight is upset, and he's basically paranoid. He calls Jim, and he's like, you're trying to poach everyone. And Jim's like, yep, and I'm not going to stop until I poach everyone, including you. They totally make... Dwight into Michael yeah. in this episode. Like, like Dwight's an idiot. Yeah, like Dwight it, was always an idiot. Yeah. But he was like cunning. a competent yeah, idiot. He had like because he, yeah. he was the one who would always be like, Michael, that's dumb. Like that's not yeah. gonna work. And like 
Now he's like, oh, this is so I bad. will never let you poach me. I'm starting like, to double think this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pam walks yeah. up to... So Pam yeah. um, then goes up to Angela and asks her if she heard about the mural that Senator Lipton put her up for. And Angela's like, no, I haven't heard yet. And she's like, all right, well, I'm leaving to go to CeCe's recital. So now she calls Jim on the way there. And he's, he's like, I was just about to call you, which... Mm-hmm. Sure you were, because she said, I just got out to make this phone call, and she called you Jim, Jimothy. But anyway, he's like, one of our key investors is pulling out. He's getting cold feet, no, so I'm that, still here. Did that happen? Yeah. He's oh, still in here. Okay. He's still in Philly. Mm-hmm. So he asked, because she's on her way to the recital yeah, with Cece right. in the back, and she's like, Cece, Daddy's going to be home for dinner. <clears throat> Denied. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now um, she's, he, yeah. he asked her, like, can you record it for me? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, are you sure you know how to record it? Because you're not really good at the phone. She's like, I think I know how to hold a brick, Jim, a like rectangle. a square. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is. It's an old iPhone, okay? Yeah. It's like one of the original iPhone models. Mm. So now um, Aaron and Plop. Um, they got their first like. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to read my notes. Yeah. They have one real like, so they're super excited. And that's they when They do, Nelly, like, this cute handshake thing yeah. together, yeah. And that's when Nellie's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're into each other. And I copied... And I did it. And yeah. I copied Andy on every email. Mm-hmm. Like, go team. And so now we're back. Dwight is trying to trick everyone into signing <clears> a Dunder <throat> Mifflin loyalty pledge. Yep. Under the guise that it's a coffee, uh, coffee order. And he wants all of the customer complaints on Daryl. So he goes to... Clark. Clark, yes, thank you. And he asked him <laughs> to use the keyword Daryl complaint uh, competency bunch of shit. And he goes, dude, they have a setup on Windows ninety five. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he's like, just print out all of the complaints then. And he starts, and it's one of those old. It's like a dot matrix. That's matrix like. <laughs> I remember those. Dad used to have yeah, one. Yeah, back in like ninety two, we had yeah. one of those. Yeah. So uh, now Dwight calls a meeting to discuss customer loyalty, and he has an angry customer there. And uh, he says that the guy is angry because Daryl screwed up his order. So the man's like, no, I'm not really angry. So then Daryl says, sir, it was your order was late, but we had two trucks down for repairs. And it's very unlikely you'll have a late shipment um, again. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, oh, all right. Sounds good. Thanks for letting <laughs> me know. And Dwight won't let him leave. So then Nellie tries to inadvertently, like... Make Aaron and Plot feel guilty. Yeah, it turns into in front of the conference room thing. She starts talking about how customer loyalty is like being faithful in a relationship. Yeah. And flirting is like, you know, how would the other person feel? And she's targeting Plop and Aaron. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And then Angela was like... Oh, yeah, they start acting... Like, everybody yeah. gets involved. But I do like how Aaron's like, didn't you cheat on Andy? And she goes, yes. And he did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she owns her shit, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the recital, and Cece, I said Cece's team, her group, yeah. goes on to dance. Apparently, Jim had worked with Cece on doing a spin and blowing a kiss, mm. and uh, so her group is dancing. Pam's, Pam's trying to record. it, and then her phone starts ringing, which I don't even think they needed these like actors next to her. They were like, oh, yeah. you're very rude, you yeah. know. What are you doing? The yeah. kids are doing it. It's like, yeah, it's they stupid. weren't as cool as, uh, what was that guy's name at the christening? The only funny part of that? episode you guys oh, like, come Davey. on Davey yeah Davey what Davey's uncle yeah <laughs> oh god that guy was the best 
Oh, All right. David's really cute. Davy. Yeah. His name's Davy. We're going out to uh, Friendly's. Friendly's, yeah. <laughs> Round up at Friendly's in five. So um, she gets a call and she answers it and she's like, oh my God, I got the mural. Yeah, oh she, my God. She like yells out. And, and then I, that's when they're like, you're very rude. And she's like, uh-huh, sure. And she goes back to she goes recording. back to recording. We see Cece do her little spin and kiss thing. It's adorable. So now we're with Dwight and Daryl um, and they're saying goodbye to the customer and Dwight is like, oh, we'll be, me and Daryl will be here to service your account for years and years and years and years. And that's when Daryl's like, listen, man, I want to get out because I, I want to have, if it's possible to have fun at work, like, I want to mm-hmm. have fun. And Daryl, like, Dwight, like, takes that as an offense. Like, like first you don't of have all, fun here? Dwight always wanted it to not be fun. That yeah. they should get their work done. Like, this is a totally against type for uh-huh. Dwight. And the thing is, like, there's nothing building up to it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they really just got an old Michael Scott script and plugged Dwight's name in. Mm-hmm. And, and I will get to that in okay. my comments. Okay, okay. So now we're back in the conference room, and everyone's now discussing if Aaron and Plop have hooked up or not. Aaron apparently becomes intelligent again, stands up for herself, and she's like, I think I know what I need to do for myself. Like, she, like, just becomes competent. I'm a big, strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. Yeah, something like that. And then Aaron asks Nellie to shut down the youth task force, which is apparently what they named her and Plop. So now back in Philly, um, the guy is still going to pull out. Pam calls Jim. He's really stressed. She's excited. She gets his voicemail and she's like, oh, call me when you get a chance. So now Daryl, Glenn tells Daryl that he has to go out on a delivery. He's like, nah, man, I don't do that anymore. And Glenn's like, I don't know. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. He goes out and it's Dwight in the truck. He kidnaps him. He kidnaps him. He has like a fucking, like, it's not a disco ball, but one of those little balls that have the different colored like screens on it. That go around. A strobe? No. What? It's always in Spencer's. It's like a little black ball, but it has little circles cut out and has different colors. Yeah, like a strobe light. Yeah, but it's not a strobe light. Okay, but I know. But it goes mean. around in a circle and it has different lights, like colored lights going. I had no idea that was in. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. You just and like then, went into graphic detail about yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. No and idea. then he's like, let's have fun. He th- he starts the fun song. which was really big at the time i'm assuming Mm. um and he's like we're gonna have fun and dwight's like or daryl's just like fuck me he looks right at the camera like he can't get out of can't get out of a moving car now yeah so now um toby is complimenting nelly on the meeting and he hugs her very awkwardly Mm -hmm. and asks why she's so against aaron and plop and he points out all of andy's flaws and he's like he left on for the bahamas on a boat yeah. He is a horrible lover. He says lover, which is just makes me feel dirty and icky. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just... I think it's just because it's Toby. And <laughs> yeah. that word choice was very deliberate. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, that's the thing. They did, they fuck up every character this season except for Toby. Toby's fucking phenomenal <laughs> he remains in creepy. season nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he, he holds her hand. Well, that's just yeah. it. Smile if you love men's prostate. <laughs> um, so awesome. But, and he's just like... You know, not every... He does. He, like, reaches for her hand. He's like, not everybody has what we do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> she so now... F- she forgot that they kissed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she kissed him to shut him the fuck up mm-hmm. about the strangler case, too. So now Dwight is getting fast food, and he orders a milkshake. And Daryl's like, why the hell are you getting a milkshake? It's 30 degrees out here, which... It's very real I still in drink, Northeastern Yeah, Florida. I still drink milkshakes. Yeah, I just so had a bowl I. of ice cream after dinner yes. tonight. I don't care. 
I I order milkshakes in the winter. By the too. way, by the way, it's fucking freezing tonight. <laughs> anyway, it's like twenty degrees tonight. Yeah. We're here with like fucking milkshakes. <laughs> but um, anyway, and Dwight gets his milkshake and he's like, oh. Wait till you see this fire in the hole. <laughs> and he throws it at the guy. And he's like, it's a YouTube thing. And Daryl's just like, why would you do that? They make minimum wage. <laughs> and he What's steals wrong? the keys. He takes yeah. the keys out so that Daryl or Dwight can't run away. So now we see Pam. She goes to show the video of the recital to Oscar and Angela, who are very enthusiastic. They're like, all right, let's get this yeah, over with. When he says, Pam. let's get this over with. <laughs> like, like it's a woman who wants to get to sleep and the husband's <laughs> horny, you know, like. Um, and they realize that she didn't get very much of it because of the phone call. And she's like, you know what? I, I wanted to tell them that I got a phone call about the mural, but I really want Jim to be the first one. Cause when I tell him really good news, he always goes, Beasley, really excited. And she's like, it's all worth that. Beasley. She botched it. <sighs> PP yep. Halford's recital gone, gone forever. forever. So now um, Aaron's being weird around Pete. I don't care. Uh, Dwight is now cleaning milkshake off of the oven, like the stove, yeah. everything the in floor. the restaurant. And Dwight's, or Daryl's standing there with the manager like, you missed a spot. Clean it up. And then he gets a milkshake thrown on him. And he yeah. goes, ha ha, joke's on you. They make you come back and clean it up. And like all the workers are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So now uh, Nellie... Goes and she tells Pete and Aaron that she has to reassemble the youth task force and that they have no choice in the matter. And Tough Everybody titties. knows that they have no choice in the matter. Tough titties. They have to work together. My comment is literally in all caps, UGG. <laughs> yeah. Because they walk then out. they walk out yeah. and Aaron's like all like, <laughs> I have no choice but to be with Pete now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ugh. then they do like the look back. Like uh-huh. Klopp is going to the annex and he looks over his shoulders like, hey. I want to fucking like, kill myself when I watch that. <laughs> and Nellie's just like, oh, see, I did the right thing for love. Yeah. And then Toby, best part, Toby comes out and he rubs his shoulders and he's like, you never stop surprising yeah, me. He's like, ru- <laughs> he's literally, like, the HR guy who talks to everybody about their inappropriateness <laughs> is like molesting her. <laughs> the guy who gave Oscar his socks oh. because he had open-toed sandals on so awesome. is like rubbing her shoulders down. Yeah. What the fuck? He used to be a seminarian. <laughs> That's right. He was going to be a priest. <laughs> so now um, Daryl and Dwight come back, and I don't think anything. Really... I just have Dwight and Daryl arrive back. Yeah, That's all I've got written. Here. I think he's just like Daryl's, just like oh, because Dwight was like, Dwight wasn't that he... fun? Yeah, and he's Dwight like, failed. He's like, no, man, it wasn't fun. Yeah. It wasn't a good time. I'm still gonna leave. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's leaving. Here we go, guys. The main event of this yes. fucking show. <laughs> All right. This Everyone's is, leaving. I never knew this was a thing. Yeah. I heard like rumors that there's Jim and Pam in season nine. I got to witness it and holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah. So now everybody's leaving oh. and Jim calls Pam. And Jim's just like, I don't know what we're going to do. We lost our investor. Like, this is a ton of money that we're going to have to make up. And he's like, can you please figure out a way to upload... Because apparently you can't fucking text videos at this point in time, uh, which I I don't really know. I I don't know. I, don't I didn't get a phone till I was twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I held off as long as I, I didn't, could. I didn't get an iPhone until like two thousand fifteen. I held off as long as I could. Yeah, it was a great time. And I'll be honest now. Now that like the only social media I have is the for the show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Life's grand. <laughs> Life is great, man. I love it. So now he asked her to upload. 
the video because he's like, I just need something like, to, cheer to be me up. happy about. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a pick-me-up. We all have Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Pam's like, oh, you know what? I didn't actually get it. I she guess I was too cocky about, about my rectangle holding skills. And, he, and Jim's just like, are you serious right now? And she's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I wasn't that good at it. And he's just like, Pam, that moment's gone forever now. What's wrong with you? And you think this is funny? Like, he goes in on her and she's just like, whoa, excuse me. That moment's gone forever because maybe you were, you shouldn't have been in Philly for it. Maybe you should have been here. And then They're both so wrong in this conversation. Cool. And they just go at each other. And he's just like, oh, you think that I'm down here for my own selfish reasons, Pam? And she's like, I don't know. It's way harder than I thought it was going to be, Jim. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And he comes back at her. Like, it's just going back and forth. Blaming each other. Blaming each other, exactly. And um, they argue about who's doing what for who. And she starts crying. And he's like, then... The guys at his office come out and they're like, yo, Jim, we need you. And he's just like, all right, I have to go. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? And she, like, can barely get the words out. She's like, okay. Like, and that, like, seems so genuine to me. Yeah. Like, be, like, being a female, I don't know if you can relate to that. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Trying to hold back tears Not when you're it. in an argument. Only when Rufio gets stabbed. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's it. But, like, trying to hold back tears so that you can seem like... You didn't break me. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so, like, gut-wrenching for me. But, like, you can also see where Jim is, like, his heart just got pulled out of his chest. Yeah, because Pam let him down. Pam said, she told him, I can do it. Don't tuck me down. Yeah. And she also, I will say this, there's a way, especially in communication and relationships, mm-hmm. when you hear a certain tone in somebody's voice, you, you know. don't push. And Pam just made a joke out of it, even though Jim's just like, we might go under and I yeah. might lose this job. And she's still like that cute about it. I might lose 10 grand yeah. of our money. So she like pressed, she stepped on that landmine. Yes, she And did. for the first time we see angry Jim. Yeah, and, ever. And like I said, both are right and both are wrong completely in this yeah. scenario. Yeah. Because both of them are selfish. Yeah. They're both thinking about themselves. Although Jim claims that, I mean, and to a sense I buy it. Like he's like, if I can be happier, I can be a better dad. I'll make more money if yeah. this is... He's like, if this is he's taking a gamble. it'll be a better yeah, he, life for all of us. He's taking a gamble on himself to make a better life for his family. Yeah. And, like, I get it. And I also get where Pam is like, well, I didn't know it would be this hard. Yeah. And at the same time, it's just like, well, suck it up, buttercup. I didn't and- <laughs> know it would be this hard, but also, like, I was happy with our life mm-hmm. before... We didn't need to take this risk. You wanted to take this risk. Maybe they did, though, because if Jim was going to be miserable, you know, and that's the thing. It all comes down to the happiness financial balance in relationships. And obviously, Pam is happy just doing whatever, but Jim is not. Jim is like, okay, we're financially okay, but I'm empty inside. Yeah. And, like, that's a real thing. Not completely fulfilled just by family. Exactly. Well, when you spend 40 hours of your week doing something... That's just as much time as you spend with your family, almost. Yep. And so, why would you want to be miserable for that time? And I, I know this is probably something that people in their mid to late thirties grapple with yeah. regularly. So I get it. Yeah. And um, so like it all makes sense. It's all good. But then, then <laughs> she hangs up and she puts her head in her hands, and then she looks up. She has tears in her eyes. Her voice is breaking. She goes, "What am I doing wrong, Brian?" Yeah, she's talking to someone off camera. Yeah, and the boom mic guy, who we find out is Brian, drops his fucking boom mic. <laughs> this fucking guy. And he's like, guys, guys, can we shut the camera off? He's oh like God. knelt down next to her. He's like, you didn't do anything wrong. Do you want to? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to whisper that to you right now. But um, um but anyway, and he's just like, guys, guys, can we cut the camera? Cut yeah, he's camera. very fucking dramatic. Here. Yeah. And, and Pam's uh, like, Brian. <laughs> yeah. She's like fucking sobbing to this guy. Yeah. So then all the cameras go down. And our closing shot is Daryl is watching the YouTube video of Dwight getting milkshake thrown at him mm. repetitively. Oh, yeah. He's just watching it over and, <laughs> and over. And he's just like, sometimes work can be fun. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Okay. Uh, what did for, you get? Yeah, I was going to say, first we're going to get grades out of the way. And I'm looking at mine right now and I'm starting to think I might want to redo it. I have 3.2. Which, wow. after talking about this, seems extremely high because of the three storylines, the Dwight-Daryl one is garbage. Uh... Aaron and Pop is garbage. Nellie and Toby are cool. Yeah. And then the Jim That's pa- not a storyline, The though. Jim Pam one we talked about at the end of the last episode, where it's getting, like, super serious and stuff. Yeah. So it's not a... Com- like, it ceases it's being drama. a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different, but, I mean, like, I I, I was into it, kind of. Like, I was like, oh, the, this is, like, well-written, and, like, the performer... Like, the yes. actors are doing a good job. And then all of a sudden, this guy who looks like he's... The, the best friend in a Hallmark Christmas movie My God. steps in. No, he's no, like, he's the wood shop's, like, the wood shop owner yeah, in a Hallmark yeah. movie. He's like, oh, yeah, I make bets on my lathe. He's Mr. Banker gonna steal your girl. Yeah, and he just walks in, and he's just like, guys, guys, calm down, calm down. Guys, guys, what are you, what are you doing? We got, Pam, are you okay? And it's like, what the fuck is happening? This is fucking through me for a loop. And, like, after that, I was just like, fuck it. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna redo this. I'm gonna do a two two. It's a two point two. What'd you give it? One point nine. Oh wow, that's like your lowest one ever. Yeah. So, I said Aaron's relationships are literally killing the mood, the tone, the overarching uh, overarching enjoyment of this show for me. I believe that, yeah. Um I said Daryl and Dwight are just they're not good together. They don't play off of no, each other well, well. The thing is they have been in the past. Like the gym one. Uh, you remember the gym one? That was okay. It was okay, but yeah, it's not a home run. It's not. It's yeah. not a strong pairing. No, those two characters, especially don't, since this don't was a Michael Scott each other thing. very well. This was Michael Scott. If Michael Scott and Daryl did that, I could. Well, that would have been enjoyable. It would have been believable. Yeah, with Dwight though, like that. That whole no. thing was such or a even stretching an Andy and Daryl moment. Well, yeah, because they've had moments too. I could understand that, but Daryl and Dwight are just not good it's not a good pairing well, it's just to have a bad, an entire storyline around maybe it'd work if it was one way but like like it literally was a rehashed michael yeah. scott like don't you love working here or don't you want to be part of the family like yeah. fuck you but i i have to agree with you the jim pam stuff was dramatic it's not comedy it's it not was bad. good yeah it it's was not bad well at all. written and just the ending there's brian because and the thing is part of me is like play it out see where it goes because i don't yeah. know where it's going yeah it's like oh okay now i'm curious was pam fucking this camera guy and then at the same time i was like ratings this is such a ploy this yeah. is a throw shit at the wall see if we can get people talking because this season is tanking yeah it seems like it's a total like life vest move or well what do you call them lifesaver yeah you know, throw them out in the ocean it's like that's all it is that's the way it came across to me because at first yeah. i was just like oh why why is this happening yeah that's that's my and we're gonna that's see my work. score and if i i couldn't go any higher than that no i don't blame you at all because like looking back like you know what? I want to say one thing, because um, we're we're about halfway through season nine now. Mm-hmm. I never saw season nine. I never saw season eight. Mm-hmm. Nellie in season eight is one of the worst characters I've ever yeah. seen. Season nine, she just blends in. She's a cast member. Yeah. she's like a regular a office ensemble. worker who just has an accent. Yeah, uh, I don't like. I know that there's a lot of hate I've heard for mm-hmm. her. 
Maybe, it, you know, in the last 10 episodes or whatever of this season, maybe it gets worse. But Season 8, I think, was the peak of her awfulness. It was trash. But I think it was just, like, because that was your initial... It was so bitter. And, like, that was your introduction to her. It and was it was bitter. like she was just shoved down your throat. If they had introduced her like they did in the ninth season, it would have been better. Maybe. She's it's it's more She's there trying to prove herself. Yeah, almost. it's more yeah. easy on the palate. Yeah. It's a palate cleanser for yeah. Nellie in but season nine. I just want to say she's pretty inoffensive. Yeah. She's not great by any means, but she's no, inoffensive. She's not great, but, but she's like, not as bad. She's not like this doom and gloom I've heard about. Yeah. So. But uh, anything else we want to talk no, about? No, I don't want to talk about that episode anymore. All right, guys, uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. However, next week we'll be covering <laughs> episodes 13 and 14 of season 9, Junior Salesman and Vandalism. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, make sure to get in touch with us if you want to on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Follow back, we're Follow Back Horrors. Mm-hmm. You can send any long-form feedback to brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And you can also find us on any podcasting app that you use, whether it be... Uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podbean, wherever. And you can find us on the Jenny Position podcast feed each and every Monday, along with other great shows such as Journey Through Infinity, Talk and Pop, and Freak Out Drive-In. So that'll do it for this week, Mayor Bear, right? <laughs> we'll catch you guys on down the road. Thanks, guys.